Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Southland Season 1, Episode 5, Two Gangs, written by D. Johnson, directed by Nelson McCormick. I gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10. This episode really was about developing relationships, learning more about the private side of relationships, seeing how things correlate with their jobs, but mostly about that thing called the the blue line. <laughs> we talked this episode a lot about lines being crossed and we see one of those lines is the blue line. And there's a lot of irony in this episode, a lot of irony. So we begin with a car accident where Detective Salinger, after meeting up with his girlfriend Mia, is driving home. And then two uh, cars drive by, one knocks him off the road and he's knocked into a pole. When he's unconscious temporarily, they rob him, take his wallet as well as his gun, and then drive away. He calls Sammy and Nate. He has not given Nate the uh, the rundown on the fact that he doesn't want to call this in, but Sammy is all about it. Tells Nate, "Look, we he had a, a an alcohol incident, a DUI." 10 15 years ago he had something to drink tonight if we call it in it's not going to look good for him nate is not comfortable with this at all he continues not to be comfortable the rest of the episode but he does defer to his uh i guess more seniority or senior um partner and they decide that they're going to handle it for right now and not call it in even though sal is kind of debating whether or not you know this is a true honest accident maybe we should call it in he's just at that point of thinking because sammy is all about covering for him like this is what we do this is what we're gonna do i have no ill feelings about it but not only does nate but sal also question like i don't think this is a good or the right thing to do but then he panics when they hear gunshots and i understand what they were saying like it's uh it's this particular part of town so gunshots is just what it is what i wasn't gonna accept that is it what did sammy say it might be fireworks you're so dumb you are really dumb for real sounds like that's my beretta i know what my weapon sounds like (laughs) it's not out of context that this is exactly what's going on as his car is being towed they tell him just go home we'll handle it they get to a store where the windows have been shot out a woman hid underneath the counter but the surveillance does work another group of officers show up and they're like oh so how'd you get here so fast were you working on a case yeah that's exactly what we were doing we were working on a case and we heard the shots and then we came over they then bring i know one is kenny one one day i'll remember the other guy's name but they bring more officers into the situation sal has mostly updated them on what has gone on and they decide that the best tactic is to smoke them out by basically 
trumping up false charges on potential or known gang members so that they can put pressure on the neighborhood for them to give up the weapon because taking the weapon in itself is crossing the line like y'all got an unspoken truce i'm the man up in this piece you'll never see the light of day who the fuck you think you fucking with i'm the police i run shit here you just live here oh yeah they were in south central i'd be scared you know some of these neighborhoods they actually filmed in and when you see like cops in the background there really is cops in the background (laughs) a little known fact about the filming around this show it's like yeah shit was really going down that's what i'm like uh yeah i lived in the west side (laughs) i ain't lived in the hood hood because lord knows i ain't prepared i i'm not prepared but while they are are looking for the stolen weapon because they see per the surveillance footage that it was used to shoot one of the hcc gang members he was well he was wearing a bulletproof vest even though they left him (laughs) to die since they didn't find him in the any alleys or anything but he he got up oh no 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 they didn't leave him to die that was the other side of the footage and then they saw that when they were dragging him away he did get up that's when they realized that they are using particular military tactics at this time in 2009 that's rather unheard of now i feel i mean i don't even feel like that's i don't know maybe (laughs) maybe they don't they're not i guess i don't know too much about gangs i would think that they would always be thinking to have bulletproof vests but maybe not maybe not maybe not access to that type of military equipment i don't know but they definitely have access to some major assault weapons which they stumble upon (laughs) they bring in the one guy they're like yeah we're looking for a special weapon uh i did laugh where he was like i'm a member of earth (laughs) i don't know why that was so funny (laughs) but nate was chuckling too sammy comes in like come on we got footage of you we just we just want we don't give a shit about what you're doing have you noticed all your friends in cuffs all we want is this special weapon he's like a special weapon that can like shoot through walls yeah yeah, yeah. that's not the weapon we talking about but we're totally going to be talking about that right now in the course of the investigation sal knows all about the neighborhood he is pinpointing them in every direction them bullshit charges about disturbing the peace that's some that's some bullshit that one girl she was like i got johnny cochran on speed down <laughs> some of the background shit was hilarious this episode because <laughs> it's straight hood dialogue one person was like who is you <laughs> you ain't nobody <laughs> when they was all in the thing <laughs> that felt so 100 percent hundred percent authentic uh sal is feeling the pressure he's realizing that things might have went a little too far and that he is going a little too far especially as many members of the community come into the precinct like what the fuck we know this is some bullshit you're harassing the community 
and he's still he's up there talking about you guys need us and i love what one of the women did shout out like what about serving y'all love to protect but y'all sure as shit don't love to serve um he goes a little a little too far sammy even goes yeah you got a little hot out there and he's like i'm sorry i was yeah um he's also feeling really guilty right because it hits home when he goes home because salah is a, a complicated character right i would love to paint him as just a horrible person but because we see these different faucets of his persona it isn't so black and white like no nate was absolutely right what we did was wrong the ends doesn't justify the means despite the fact that we did stumble upon this plot looking for sal's weapon sal eventually did the right thing once he realized you know what i should have done the right thing to begin with he didn't have to be towed on he towed on himself so that's another sign of his own integrity because any other officer would have kept it under the bridge and uh his boss is not so stupid too that's another thing where he made that comment out to the black community and they're harassing the black community and his police captain is in fact black and fully aware that he put together some task force in the middle of the night and needs to know what's going on sal comes completely clean you know (laughs) yeah i fucked up i had a little bit of drink and that's what he should have done to begin with and if he would have because he was like uh did you file a report he kept telling him he's like did you file the report i'm gonna give you 12 hours but after that this shit goes through the proper channels and i like the fact that he made sure that his people he's like my people they were just following orders for me they follow the chain of authority and command that's not on them that's not against them and thus yeah he did insulate himself despite the fact that it was very much out of line and out of bounds what they uh they precipitated and nate was right like you made a mistake it's an honest mistake but it's a mistake nonetheless and it's juxtaposed against dewey last episode who put himself in a position where he was uh he could have easily put himself in a worse position just by being a fucking idiot but this gives him a wake-up call that maybe he needs to reassert what his his position is where the lines are he started to cross the line with his marriage with this affair with mia and he realized that he's an officer she's (laughs) press because she shows up with her camera trying to get the lowdown he thinks that she's stalking him at work he was an asshole to her though and i'm not sure why she showed up talking about hi at the end in the parking lot i would have said fuck you this is over before so she got some problems because she looking like a hot mamacita and he ain't nothing so i don't know (laughs) why she felt the need to be uh very sad about the end of their relationship she has some serious feelings but maybe she got some other serious problems i don't know i don't actually remember everything leads back to big wayne which we met everything leads back to big wayne because unfortunately he has been well the whole entire plot because they go to the uh they go to the funeral they realize he's sponsoring army recruits 
because he's gonna send weapons back because he's building himself an army just what the hell <laughs> they put the whole operation together that they didn't know anything about uh they go to i mean you see this is another side of detective salinger uh, i was mentioning earlier i was starting to mention earlier how he went home and talked to his daughter how he was concerned like do you know what to do if someone was in the house do you know what to do if someone's outside something he's probably come home many a nights drunk as fuck talking to her about <laughs> so she's just really not trying to hear it even though if someone did say someone knows our address and my wallet got stolen i would be like yeah okay i understand now <laughs> she's just like i want to go to sleep i'm tired i don't care uh and then you have the scene where he's like yeah i know mrs so-and-so she lives here she's always on her rocker and what's happening right now is some bullshit and he finds her in a broom closet because two little thugs have taken over her home and used it for their business purposes of receiving weapons so they do a raid on big wayne's facility they find all the evidence they need in his ass being like i can't get up <laughs> he got paid from the from the state because he got shot in the back and uh that's what officers need to stop doing stop shooting people in the fucking back <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry you're not a threat when you're turned away i didn't make the rules those are your rules in your handbag and your handbook all right so as piece of shit that he is that doesn't matter it doesn't matter and everyone hates him and you can understand i mean he was like no thank you <laughs> it's like is your father home <laughs> they had a lot of jokes this episode and that was with the whole sammy and nate uh bit sal that was the huge chunk of the episode we had some lighter side with uh with russ and lydia <laughs> she's always being harassed by her mother when she gets home you late as always i can warm up the salmon i made hours ago she's happy about selling her house lydia's a little skeptical like come on man <laughs> you might go off to paris and then not like it she's like no i'm being optimistic i'm selling my house as she's leaving for work in the morning <laughs> it's not it's funny he jumped out this bad jumps out of the what was his name i don't even remember what his name was but he jumped out the shadows or out the the tree but she's like you want to see it she's like do i want to see what do you want to see it yeah sure let me take a quote let me take a, a closer look at stanley that was his name <laughs> she grabbed him and arrest him and he was like oh shit <laughs> she's so sweet though i love lydia i love her because she can find empathy with people most would think is that she's like come on man if I, I she's like i've seen it before but if that was a little kid that'd be a problem also are you are you the the rapist that we're looking for he's like oh god no she's like are you getting help for this have you talked to someone yeah i've talked to a lot of people unfortunately <laughs> no one's helping then he starts crying 
and even when she takes him in to to lock up she's like you go try to get some help stanley and he showed up at her house (laughs) to ask her out for a cup of coffee oh no he didn't russ is now working nights his his whole situation is boring though i have to say with him and his wife she he's like she's like i write he's like you complain (laughs) on the blog she talking about how she got a degree in journalism he's like okay (laughs) that's what was funny about it is she really thinks she's something except she ain't she's just a white woman and uh she has a blog and apparently whatever they're eating is bland as fuck and their neighbors are are very happy and arguing and she tells him that it is getting worse um that's all for them and then our other big part of the episode is ben i freaking love ben and cooper together i mean or yeah ben and cooper (laughs) john and ben always forget to call them by their first names so or sometimes i get confused on whose first name goes who with whose last name but yeah ben sherman i I just like that they they have a regular day (laughs) nothing overly exciting nothing that ends in shooting or extreme violence it begins with a domestic except he doesn't want to press charges because she reacted after he cheated by throwing a cat at him and for some reason ben's like who gets the cat (laughs) which causes another argument he's like no we're gone as soon as he don't want to press charges and now this is going to be a one of those days one of those days that are going to be a whole bunch of duds they then get to another nice home where this woman decided to teach her child to dial 911 by having her actually call 911 and he told her you got your head up your fucking ass not fucking he said friggin but he meant fucking (laughs) so he was all about done when they got to the tattoo parlor and the dude is like so i wanted denise and he put dennis on my back and he's like so you called 911 for that and he's like do i look like a derogatory term notice every time you use a derogatory term like this uh john does not like it he does not like people who are homophobic and thus he uh he tells he asks he's like are you fucking with me he's like yeah a little bit (laughs) and then he bear hugs him causing ben to choke him out very nicely and he talked about he learned that shit in band camp and what kind of camp where you at sir this of course hurts his back and he's got his pride so he doesn't allow him to help him up but they do have a chuckle over it 
how he seems to learn all these amazing skills uh one of my favorite lines of the episode is we got screwed what do you mean call 911 and they'll come oh my god he tries to go home and there's still an issue and he has to go out (laughs) but he never i love that though he never stops being a cop he could have just easily drove by but no there was a brief moment i forgot between uh tammy and sammy the worst couple ever where she tried to just smoke a little blunt except you have a drug dog so why wouldn't you yourself put the drug dog outside before you decided to smoke a blunt um the fact that that was disgusting though you sitting waiting in bed talking about you're about to get all sweaty i mean dude a little romance i can understand why she might want to smoke the blunt and that and that and i don't like tammy but goddamn if that's if that's what i'm being offered (laughs) as foreplay yeah i might need to smoke a blunt too okay (laughs) she does say you used to do it all the time and he admits later on to nate in the car that yeah uh i used to be a pothead in high school and that's where i met tammy and you see that he is trying to be a better person and nate inspires that because he's like have you ever smoked pot he's like no i didn't didn't think so (laughs) i mean nate's just such a good guy right he even he's like what are you gonna do with your wife tonight and we're gonna go to bed (laughs) that's uh what we're gonna do because that that's uh that feels good sleep feels good I've been working for fucking 12 hours. Actually, it felt like more like 72. I'm gonna need to go to sleep. I just want to curl around my girl, kiss my baby, and go to sleep. (laughs) Um, I think I covered everything in the episode. I'm still laughing at Stanley being like, it cannot impact my sexual, my romantic. the medication he's like i'm on medication for it Leo was like what the hell but also oh you poor thing like all it takes is a someone being truly nice to you I'm like wow wow uh also what else was i about to say about lydia i think that was about it we didn't hear anything about her boyfriend from um or her potential squeeze from last episode i expected her to say that like oh i'm dating someone (laughs) so that was nate from from how to get away with murder by the way i just put that together actually i put it together last episode then i forgot and i just remembered it let me stop talking and let's go ahead and jump in the mailbag and get some feedback from Gwen shy hey christina it's me shy i am back to give my feedback for southland episode five this one was a okay episode um yeah i mean a bunch of stuff that i really 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> it was just okay for me. Uh, this one revolved around Detective Salinger and his continued affair, which thankfully came to an end, hopefully, and the fact that they're, they were trying to cover up him losing his gun for a little bit. And I must say, I, I mean, and I know, again, this is just one of those things, you know, the good old boy network, every, you know, cops look out for each other in the name of, in, I don't even, being a part of a team. You know, it, it's it's that same mindset. And we know this goes on in many places, not just law enforcement, but many places around the around the world where you um, either look the other way or you um, do some underhanded things in the name of, uh, what did Nate, how did Nate put it? You know, it's like, you know, you do stuff, it's like it's supposed to make it better because you have a rationale behind, I can't think of the, the, the saying right now, but yeah, it's like the ends justify the means type of thing. It's like you're going to do all this underhanded stuff and, you know, they're like shaking down different gang members um, in order to find this gun, um, doing some less than um, ethical uh, things in order to uh, get to the bottom of where um, Salager's gun is. And so, yeah, we see how they use their, they abuse their authority when it's convenient for them. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we saw in this episode. So, and of course, obviously for me, I have a hard time with that or, you know, don't like that and just seeing it play out. And then, of course, you know, when they stumble upon a, you know, arms deal uh, in the process, then that makes it okay. But it's like that's the that's the issue with law enforcement and community is because they pick and choose when they want to go all in and when they want to um, um, abuse their authority to get what they want. And it's like at the detriment of community relations. Um, and so we see that we see a bunch of people at the police station up in arms because, you know, they're using um, that uh, that power to try to get whoever has a gun to come forward and they're going to do it by any means necessary. I think I've already said I cannot begin to care about Tammy and Sammy's relationship. I really don't. I mean, it's like. I mean, oh, I just feel like you're saying grow up. It's it's really I'm I'm just not I'm I'm actually getting a little annoyed with their relationship. I'm not finding it entertaining or worth my time on to watch it. So I'm over it. I thought it was interesting how they were willing because I'm I'm like in the beginning before Sal. Salinger confessed to the captain or lieutenant, wherever he was, um, about the gun and everything that happened. I'm like, usually you get suspended or you can potentially lose your job because that's a serious, that's serious losing your gun. And especially when it's, you know, you don't know what's going to happen to that gun. And this case is 
picked up by gang members. You don't know if they're going to use it to commit, which it looks like they were doing, commit crime, murder, armed robbery, and you're not, and you're not um, reporting that the gun is missing. I mean, that's a whole lot of stuff that can, heads can roll in that kind of situation. So I thought that was a little bit silly of them to not say anything. I mean, I understand, you know, again, the good old boy network, Salinger is a um, beloved member of their, of the, of their, I'll just say team for lack of a better word. But at the same time, are you really going to risk your career and your, you know, your livelihood um, because of someone else making dumb choices and, you know, just let the shoe fall as they may. I mean, if he doesn't have a DUI, he doesn't have a DUI. If he does, he does. I mean, he made the choice to get behind the wheel after a couple of drinks. So whatever that results in is what that results in. But, you know, they chose to go the route that they did and it ended up working out for them. But it's like, that's not, I don't know, that's not a, a something I would think that works out in people's favor normally typically because you're not gonna there's, there's no way they're gonna find in the real world scenario find that gun in 12 hours but again without doing unethical things to try to get it back i did find a kid uh with the sign you know trying to earn money saying his radar ahead and <laughs> i thought that was funny i've never seen that before <laughs> so i thought that was cute um the woman throwing the cat at the at the dog at the her boyfriend or spouse or whoever he was uh because he's cheating that was silly that was crazy and you know silly in a funny way um so we see that um ben and i'm gonna get these names right eventually um his partner uh they go out on some crazy calls what did he call them there's like a certain name that he gave to these um, random behind calls that come in on certain days. Uh, so, of course, we see that he's having issues with his, with his back. We already know from, I think, the last episode that he's abusing prescription medication. Um, I don't know why he just doesn't get it checked out. Uh, I mean, it could be something medically they can do to help him. But I don't know. Maybe that's been done already and there's not much they can do. Or he's scared of being put on light duty or desk duty or whatever duty um so but at the same time you know you're out there on the streets you know abusing medics possibly looking like abusing prescription medication to try to stay on the job then we got the the perp the perv that the uh, the street person or was it what do you call it when <laughs> exposing them himself is like do you want some I'm like what the hell <laughs> is that how it's done you just approach random people and don't expect to anyone to you know call the police on you or go to jail I mean but of course he because of her, you know she gave him a little bit of kindness now he wants to ask her out I'm like dude <laughs> but hey you know she she treated him with dignity and he just uh, gotta develop a soft spot for her 
anyway that's all i have for this one um like i said it was okay um wasn't a big fan of the biggest this is one of my least favorite so far so um i'll say that out of the ones i've out of the five i've seen so on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy Thank you, Shai, for your thoughts on this episode. I can see that this could be a difficult episode to watch, um, which may take away from one's viewing pleasure because it it feels realistic. Uh, Once again, Ann Biederman doesn't shy away from the fact that these are tactics. These are things that uh, are utilized by by local precincts maybe not every precinct because that's you know we can't mark everyone with the same brush but uh to a certain degree uh, in a lot of places particularly heavily uh heavily centered crime um cities where to to get the bad guy i gotta become the big guy the bad guy right and we see that in in our media very often uh have it portrayed and yet the difference being this feels more as if it is uh you know intentionally against a black community you didn't even see any latinas or latinos in this this was a straight up because they were in south central of course but it was uh it was against the black community and you had him even come up to you know a few kids on the street that stand there and they do rags which i would never though <laughs> i would never have my kid standing on the fucking corner with a do rag on like get your ass in that house you better be reading a damn book but i understand different worlds <laughs> but uh you know even those kids and they're laughing at him like yeah and yet it was a kid that turned in the gun all of this uh situation going down didn't have much to do with the actual weapon and and it was someone coming forward from said community to you know because you even have nate saying at the end the pressure worked yeah but (laughs) as he stated earlier does it justify the means um i don't live in those neighborhoods i would immediately my first idea would be like no you know but what how is that like in our idea of something versus living in in a place where it's crime is so prolific that it almost becomes impossible uh to police it i've never been in that situation either not making excuses (laughs) whatsoever and not justifying whatsoever i think that just because it is harder to do that's what the job is that you signed up for to protect as i stated earlier and to serve in that community um and you do see that a little bit though uh when you go to the part about you know how those people left that woman in her her broom closet with a can to shit in (laughs) you know uh in his mind that's you know i'm protecting this person in the community that was being mistreated so there's a lot of of complexity to it where despite how wrong it is they still throw little parts in there that makes you think even if it isn't (laughs) you know um a, a way in which you are are trying to excuse a certain behavior but it's 
it's it's not so black and white as i mentioned earlier i think uh and i think that plays out to too with um with i think you mentioned john's character how he's out in the street he's abusing prescription drugs but he's a good officer he's doing his job and i do think that because he doesn't want to be benched and and put on a desk or worse forced to retire i think something he said tells a lot about who he is he says you're either a cop because you or he says in the beginning you're a cop because you can't be anything else and for him that's a different it's not about uh you know authority it's not it's a different situation for him so you're seeing a different idealism across the spectrum uh in regards to uh who these people are that wear the badge not just how they act when they're uh in the badge i mean i really didn't care about sal having the affair i mean what you do in your personal life i mean (laughs) just (laughs) but i think that whole was the idea of this is someone who who wants to be a good person who wants to do his job well who who crossed the line uh as i stated earlier that started in this in this affair and then it continued to lead down this this path that he eventually said no i'm I'm not gonna do that it could have went a different way and you're right i think that if things after that 12 hours didn't go down the way they went down uh even with the the whole the whole takedown that he would have been suspended he would have had more of an action uh I think going to your captain and asking for time especially in a situation where it wasn't him being like he made a mistake i don't even know if i want to say he made a mistake uh he had a few drinks but i mean he wasn't in his idea drunk like even if you blow it 0.1 like i feel as if he was in a way being strayed toward uh this isn't gonna look good this the schematics of it versus just honestly saying like even nate said this is an honest thing that happened he didn't make a mistake by getting his weapon stolen uh he was in an accident if anything he was ran off the road it's the other person's fault but his mistake and how he explained it which i loved how he said the captain like everything beforehand was not bad judgment everything after the crash was bad judgment on my part I should have just came clean. I should have just filed the report because I didn't do anything wrong. But the idea or the thought that, oh God, I may be a little bit, you know, liquor in my system because of something that happened 15 years ago. Uh, you know, I should have just came clean with that. And the fact that he realized that himself, I think as, as I stated earlier, speaks more about the person. Uh having an affair doesn't make you an evil person at least in my in my opinion (laughs) i don't uh you know i don't judge that's the mistake in his life that's what i would judge as a mistake in his life um but it's also on the flip side of it going back to the ben cooper thing you have cops that are good cops and and just i guess you could say it's abusing uh narcotics but there is a certain trauma that comes with their position I know that you would say you would argue you know i would i see people going through traumatic things myself every day and i don't do drugs or have an alcoholism problem and you'd be completely absolutely correct in that assessment yes we want the we want our people 
that are in positions of authority to be better than us but i also at least just my position <laughs> in life is that i also don't i also realize those people are still human and that they may uh as as kind of what nate state stated it's a slippery slippery slope and uh whether i can agree in one situation or another i think that depends on who the person is what the situation is how the person and i think that's what they were rationalizing this entire episode and i forgot last note <laughs> about the kid with the radar head he's like they don't know that that was hilarious that really was my apologies for whoever is doing their lawn because you know why not <laughs> If you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.